Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Pack filler. I'm Pat Bolger. I'm Mark Hudson. Welcome to another episode of the Pack Filler Podcast, home to every bad or dumb ass who's ever straddled a top tube. You can be a part of the show on Facebook, Twitter, or dumb old email at info at packfiller.com. Listen while working, training, or just sitting and sipping a cold one. And now your hosts, Pat Bulger and Mark Hodgson. All right, the 100th tour is over, and I'm going through withdrawals. Pat McQuaid is a douchebag. Even Lance has more balls. Or should I say ball? The show tonight is funny like that movie with Ben Stiller. Please don't call us brothers, but you can definitely call us Pack Filler. Yes, welcome to the Pack Filler Podcast. It is um, it is not a normal show today. This was originally a show scheduled we were supposed to do on the 1st of August, hence the fact that I am sitting here in the studio all by myself, and you did not hear Mark's wonderful little chime in of Pack Filler. No, Mark, Mark's got all kinds of stuff going on in his life. I think he's on vacation this week somewhere on a lake, nowhere near his bike. Smart guy. Um, and so I am alone. Pat Bulger in the Pack Filler studios here. Don't call us brothers. You can call us pack filler. Yes, we are not brothers. I'm going to get to that a little bit later in the show. Um, you know, I got to say, before I even start the show off, uh, happy birthday to Eric Ewing, a friend of ours who's a great listener of the show, great timing guy. And um, the show was originally supposed to be scheduled on his birthday, which is why I'm saying happy birthday to him. We were really late. So um, so sorry about that, Eric. Yep. Hey, the show yet again sponsored to you by the Suffer Fest and, of course, Road ID. Uh, Sufferfest, everything's still going strong with Dave McQuillan over there. The training programs, I am a, I'm a, dude, I'm a living example of the training programs. Although Dave McQuillan, if, you, if you're listening to this, you probably just cringe and said, no, no, because, um, I'm not, I'm not out there winning everything, but, um, I will, I will say that, uh, these, these training, training programs put together by, 
by David and um, a couple of their um, uh, partners over there. It's been just great. It's It's been an eight-week program, and I just did the intermediate one. And don't think just because you're, you're a higher-level cyclist or athlete that, oh, I should go to the really tough one. You know, if you've done any Sufferfest videos, you know that it's it's about what kind of effort you put into it. And the more knowledge you know, specifically if you hook it up with like Trainer Road or something like that, um, it gets tough. And, and all these workouts have been pretty good. And personally, I, I vouch for them. I lost 16 pounds off of this stuff. So uh, thanks to David and the crew over at the Sufferfest. Be sure and check them out. I know a whole bunch of stuff is coming down the pike from them. So be sure and... and um, Keep tuned. Keep posted. Road ID. Thanks to Road ID. Um, I've got mine on right now. It actually says Geek on it. I got a new green green band. It's really pretty. It's green, and it's it says my name and phone numbers and any medical attention I might need. Thank you to Road ID. Go to our site, packfiller.com. Click on the links that are off to the side there. Buy some great stuff. Uh, get you ready and keep you safe. So thanks to those guys. Um, I do want to say a little plug because this is something that's coming up right away. And this is this is my main reason for wanting to get a show out and why I'm sitting here in the studio all by myself. All by myself. Um, Sonny's Pedal is an event that uh, half of the uh, the Pack Filler Rebay Cycling Club are doing this weekend. In other words, it's just Chris and myself. Um, but check it out. Sonny's Pedal dot wix.com this is a an event that's actually covering god it's over 500 miles i know that it's from spokane all the way down to sun valley in honor of um sunny labsack a, a, a young woman who who was driving from spokane to sun valley or sun, sun valley to spokane one of those directions and she was in an auto accident and passed away and um you know a big tragedy for their family and and a lot of things like that happened but the great thing that they did out of this with Sunny was an organ donor. And um, through her passing, uh, many other people have continued to live. In, and, and their philosophy is that through organ tissue and eye donation, people can, people can you allow your, the spirit of the person to live on, I guess, if that makes any sense. I'm probably brutalizing the concept here. But it's a great deal, and it's a great ride. And um, it's all for the charity to raise awareness for organ tissue and eye donate, donation. And I truly am doing the first two days of it. I'm riding from Spokane to Pullman, which is about, I think, about 70 miles. And day two is just shy of 100. And um, Chris is going to go on and do the third day down to McCall, Idaho, which I think is tacking on another 100 onto that. The entire distance all the way down is what these riders are doing. And so if you don't want to support cheesy Chris and myself for not doing the whole thing, um, get on the get on the website and just see what's going on and see if it's something you believe in. And uh, if you want to be a part of it, um, I'm sure they'd love to love to have you on board in any way, shape, or form. Probably in the form of next year. But um, I'm going to be documenting the process at least for my two days, and hopefully you'll be able to listen to that and see what you think because it's it's going to be it's going to be pretty brutal. Starts August 10th and goes all the way to Sun Valley on the 16th. So uh, sunnyspedal.wix.com. If you want to give it a look-see, go for it. Uh, you see, tell me what you think. So, um, so there you go. Oh, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, the tour. The tour is has finally come to its end. Um, I know I'm late. Jesus, Pat, the tour came to its end three weeks ago. Um, get over it, dude. Um, I, I think I've said before that this is not a show necessarily about... 
Uh, is it about racing? Yeah, it's about racing. But is it about always constantly, you know, giving you those news headlines and giving you things like that? No, it's not. We're not going to give you tour updates. We don't, you know, you get that. You've got enough freaking places to go and get your tour updates. But uh, we, you know, I do want to kind of voice a couple opinions because I've had some email people asking me, you know, why the hell we didn't do any tour shows or anything like that. Um, so, you know, I'm, I, I'm sure a lot of you guys are going to agree with me on this. Excuse me while I fix my mic stand. Damn, thing's falling over. It's really wobbly. Hold on. Damn it. It's going to fall. Stupid thing. Tour de France. Hold mic stand. Tour. Tour de France. I liked when Bob Roll called it Tour de France because at what point in time do we as Americans suddenly adapt, adopt the accent? It's Tour de France. But I'm going to go to France to see it. Yes, I'm going to France to see the Tour de France, and uh, I'm going to talk like Jacques Oh, I went a little German there, didn't I? Um, it was hundredth tour, so you got to. I got to provide a little bit of insight into what my my shallow opinions are with it, and you know, probably touch base on the the topic that's been around for way too long. Actually, saw some human efforts is going to be my one concept, one topic here. Um, it was nice to see, even though it might have been a little boring to see riders actually crack and riders not able to do these holy shit efforts while they're, you know, riding away from everybody. Yeah, Froome had some great days. Froome was obviously the strongest. I think Froome has adopted, you know, hopefully this shit doesn't come back to bite me, but I think Froome has adopted that bike monk life that Bradley Wiggins no longer wants to live, hence he's not going to probably win another tour. But I, it was, I think, Froome dedicated his entire life, every waking moment, to this victory, and I think it paid off in that. I think a lot of the other riders necessarily did work hard, but they probably didn't put that entire into it. And it showed. And I, I think it was good to see riders unable to respond to all the attacks like that. It was good to see um, guys like Richie Port have a bad day and um, lose time. And... Um, I think Contador is finally clean and because, you know, you saw this a couple of years ago. You saw this guy who was doing these incredible efforts, these launching these attacks on the mountains and then, then just crushing in the time trial. And then all of a sudden, fast forward a few years ago, and he could hang in the mountains, but his time trialing wasn't exactly spot on. He wasn't crushing everybody. He wasn't blowing everybody away. I mean, if that's a sign of the times, that's a sign of the times. We might have to get used to bike racing being a little bit more boring than it has in the past. Because uh, these guys aren't going to be, you know, like Bane, juiced to the gills and just, you know, crushing all this kind of stuff. So um, I, I don't know. It was kind of, it was kind of, I was a little bit more relieved to see some of those things happening, to see uh, human efforts, even though these guys are, let's admit it, onto a plane much higher than my beer drinking ass, but it was, it was good to see. So um, what other conclusions? Um, I hope I don't make any enemies on this, but I really don't like Mark Cavendish. Uh, I think he's a 
bitch. I think he's a little baby. And I just, oh, God, I just hate the way he even talks. He's just, fucking shut up. I mean, I, and I, I have a hard time with the fact that, first of all, I, I think, um, you know, Phil and Paul are awesome. Okay. But I also think either, either the networks or there's a producer making them do it, or they are just got their head so far up Cavendish's ass. They can give him a prostate exam just by opening their eyeballs. I I don't understand why they talk so much about this guy. Um, yeah, he's a great, he's a good writer. Uh, you know, I'm just tired of hearing about him. I'm tired of seeing Peter Todd's um, his girlfriend's tweets coming up on the screen on the on, on a bike race page. Um, how come we're not hearing from all the other girlfriends out there? It's just come on, shut up and ride your bike, as a friend of mine once said in a, in a race. And I think that was brilliant. You know, shut up and ride your bike. And when you don't win, just quit your bitching. And I personally am uh, convinced 100% that that little bump in, in one of the earlier stages that Cavendish caused a guy to go down, I think that was pretty freaking blatant. Yeah, that's sprinting, but I think it's pretty blatant. Let me know your thoughts on it. I, I'd be anxious to hear it. Um, I'm really... I think Cavendish got what he deserved. I think he won a couple. He won what two stages, and that was good. Um, you know, but quit making him out to be the be all end all of sprinting existence because he's not okay. Um, Kittle brought that to the table, and I, I was glad to see. And what I'm going to talk about next is kind of that changing of the guard that I saw on the tour. It was cool to see new riders coming up. Little Quintana, the little guy, yeah, going to attack. He's so tiny, and he's so cute. You just want to take him home and you know, put him in your closet as a stuffed animal. But uh, he was good, and you know, it was good to see some new riders making a change and, and bringing something into it, so that was cool. Um, I'm also really happy that Tommy Vogler did not have a good tour because it drives me freaking crazy. Um, so the tour, tour, it was good. Um, I got to say the, um, on a slightly related note in terms of commercials for the tour, because if you were like me, you watched every freaking day. And even though I did DVR every day, um, I still had to stop when the, uh, Geico hump day commercial came on that, 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 yo, 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 Mike, 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 what day is it? What the hump day, hump day. I thought that was the best commercial of the tour. Um, because if the Super Bowl gets to talk about the commercials, I think uh, we're watching these commercials for a month straight, so we should be able to say that. I think the Geico um, camel walking around the office hump day was really funny. All right? So there they are. Um, I don't see the need for why we had the last stage at night, um, other than the fact that they had that really laser light show that they wanted to show off yeah, the Arc de Triomphe, but kind of kind of fell flat. So, um, I was happy to see it. Um, I was happy to, I, I love the tour. I always get the, the withdrawals after the tour. I almost, I almost get to the point where I think that my summer's over as soon as the tour's over. And, um, hopefully it, it's not there. Next topic. Oh, I had somebody ask me, um, I'm getting, we're getting emails here on a, on a steady basis. And I had somebody ask me how the goal was going. The goal, in case you don't know, the goal the goal is, um, well, it was at the beginning of the year. Um, hold on. Let me, give me a second here. I got to, I got to open the door. It's really freaking hot in here. Oh. There, that'll be better. God, it's like a sauna in here. Did you get me to live in a house with no air conditioning? All right. 
Oh, I can feel the breeze coming in already. I'm sweating. Um, the goal. Yeah, people want to know about the goal. Um, I made a, a promise at the beginning of the year for 20 start lines, 20 pounds. And I think that was it. 20 start lines, 20 pounds. Yeah. I'm at 16 starts so far um, as of the recording of this show. I was supposed to do a race last week, but I didn't. I'm supposed to do a 5K fun run tonight, but I don't think I'm going to. But um, so that's not bad. I think, you know, I four more starts. Is the, I, mean, I can get four more starts between now and the end of the year. Um, got a couple more of the weeknight races. I want to do some of those. Um, they're calling them Camises over here. Um, but those kind of those gravel grinder things, I think those sound really, really hard and um, probably kind of painful. But different, and I think it could be fun. Um, and I'm, I'm looking at some of them. They're almost like a, at least the ones around here. I saw this this page on Facebook uh, talking about. See if I can bring it up. It was talking about this Northwest series, this Kirmis series. If I'm pronouncing it wrong, screw you. Um, about there, it's kind of like a cross between cyclocross and a crit. And I thought it sounded really freaking brilliant. And of course, it's not loading when I want it to. Uh, where'd he go? Whoa. Facebook is interesting today. Just keep scrolling, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. Ah, I can't find it. Can't find it. There are some all leather cycling gloves that keep popping up on my page. I, they look way too retro. But um, okay, so anyway, it's it's a Northwest series and it sounds like a really cool concept and it it just I think I can get a couple start lines out of that piece of cake. Or at least some cyclocross, which I keep saying I'm going to do and I haven't done yet. And we have a series around here. The summer's not even close to over. Sunny's pedal, I'm going to count that as a start line. Should I count it as a start line? Technically, it's not a race. There is an entry fee, um, but it's not a race. It does, it does have a, technically a start and a finish. So I don't know. Um, I think if we get down to it, if at the end of the year I'm looking at 19, I'm definitely counting Sonny's pedal. I'll count it as one. Even though it is two days, I'll just count it as one. How's that? Does that sound fair? Okay. Uh, so 16 starts so far. And I've lost, as I said, 16 pounds. And I consider that a huge benefit of that due to the the Sufferfest programs and through Trainer Road. And I am not saying that to whore myself out. But uh, those are... Those are freaking brilliant, folks. And if you are on a time crunch concept, it it works. So there, okay, I got out of that. Sixteen pounds, sixteen starts. Strangely enough, I'm I'm there. So, and it has happened that the time of the year has come that my wife has, she talked me into it. Um, I'm doing a half marathon. I'm running a half marathon. Check it off. Six more signs to the apocalypse. Pat Bulger's running again, and I'm not even being chased. Um, I'm doing a, this half marathon, Sandpoint, Idaho. It's a town about 75 miles north of here, and it's a it's a beautiful area all along this huge lake, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to run 13 miles and in honor of my wife's birthday and her, her my father-in-law, who, who passed away, unfortunately, on my wife's birthday. So um, I figure... If she wants me to do anything on that day, I'll probably do it, even running, even running. And so here we go. I, I went out for a run a couple days ago. Actually, my first run was right before we were supposed to record the last issue of the show. And it, oh, Jesus, it sucked. 
You know, you think you're getting fit. You think you're able to do something, and then you do something as simple as, I'm not going to lie, it was a 5K run. 5K, 3.1 miles. Um, And I was walking around like somebody duct taped two-by-fours to my legs for the next couple days. It's that pounding and... Oh my God, who would think that something that technically should come natural to the human form could be so fucking cruel and it hurt. And that was three miles. And so since then I've done, I did a seven miler with my wife last weekend and that was okay. That was a little better. I kind of kept the pace realistic and, um, I was able to kind of limp around after that. I did go for a ride the next day though, which I thought actually helped work out all that crap out of the legs. And so that wasn't bad, but, um, I've got, I've only got like a month to get up to 13 miles and I think I'm going to be screwed. I think it's not even going to be pretty. So, um, if you have any ideas for, for making it, you know, for powering into a half marathon distance with a cycling base, I'd love to hear it because, you know, you triathletes don't count because you're doing that stuff all the time. You're doing it year round. You're not suddenly transferring into this completely other sport and expecting, I don't, I'm not going to win that friggin' thing. If you've seen me, I'm, you know, I'm a big guy. I'm not, I'm not built like a tiny little runner, you know, a runner who turns sideways, sticks out his tongue. He can technically look like a zipper because he's, you know, so skinny like that. I'm not that skinny runner's build. I'm not really a skinny cyclist build either. I'm kind of a broader guy. I'm not, not, I'm not fat, but I'm bigger. And, uh, you know, I'm built more like a freaking, I don't know, a goalkeeper kind of a thing than I am a bike racer. But, um, so if I, I don't know, it's going to be, it's going to be brutal. And I'll, I'll talk about that progress as we go throughout the show. But racing this year has been awesome. Um, you know, I gotta say, this has been a year for for rebirth of of bike racing for me. I don't know, you know, about the rest of the world, but uh, I, you know, it's cool. Like I said, the tour be hopefully, it's not pure, frick, it's not clean, but you know, it's getting there. And um, uh, baseball is going down. Yes, baseball's going down. Um, Alex Rodriguez sitting there complaining. You know what? I, I'll talk about that for a minute. About this whole thing with baseball and Alex Rodriguez getting nailed for technically is some of the same shit Lance has been doing. Lance had his victories taken away for life, right? Yeah. He can't ride his bike. He can't rate. He can ride his bike. He can't race his bike in a sanctioned event under specific governing guidelines because he's banned for life from the sport. Okay. Wow, that's harsh. You know, guy won seven tours, technically. He won a whole bunch of other races, and um, it's all taken away from him. Um, but I guess, you know, you, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime, right? Insert Aroid. This jackhole has the audacity to do this stuff through his entire career. Try and be the little whiny baby, and he's a Appealing the process, so as long as he appeals, it's like a student loan deferment. You know, as long as I keep taking classes for the rest of my life, I'll never have to pay back my student loans. As long as A-Rod keeps appealing, he can keep playing baseball. Lance is probably sitting at home, scratching his nut, saying, Damn it, I could have just appealed, and I could be racing triathlon this entire time. But no, everybody, you know, I want on Oprah. I told the whole truth and finally, but 
Oh, he told the truth. That's what screwed it up. Hey, Rod's going to tell the truth. Um, if, if, it, if it isn't clear to those of you following our Twitter account or anything like that, I can't stand baseball. I think Mark actually can tolerate baseball a lot more than I can. I hate it. I do not like baseball. I would rather watch paint dry than sit and watch a baseball game. I've been to a couple games, um, um, Mariners games, stuff like that. The beer and the people watching were fun, but um, I don't care for baseball, and I don't really care for the the whole um, – I don't want to – I don't want to, you know – single these people out but i i the 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 culture about it i don't like pro baseball um and so i'm i'm happy to see it finally you know some of these guys who've been obviously juiced to the gills for so long looking at us and calling cycling a a dirty sport it's like wait a minute you know let he without sin throw the first stone yeah and that's what i think this is this is doing and i and i'm happy to see not happy i'm never happy to see anybody get nailed for cheating I'm, I'm I'm happy. Well, actually, shit. How do you say that? Technically, I am happy to see people nailed for cheating because they were cheating. But I'm, ha- I'm not happy to see cheaters. Um, so, you know, welcome aboard, baseball. Um, people, you know, maybe start talking about cutting your ass out of the Olympic. Oh wait, I just I don't know. I guess I guess it's about time. You know that that cycling not be the bad boy of all these all all the sports. So. Um, so there, you know, there's my soapbox on on baseball, and you know, kiss my ass, you guys. Uh, racing has been fun. Is that where I was? That's where I was. The kid, I got the kid actually racing this year, having uh, a great time. And I'm going to give you a dad moment, okay? Um, I finally got the kid on the road bike. I've got him on my old road bike, actually. Uh, beautiful steel, custom made road bike that I rode. Just up until three, four years ago. Now, this is not, you're not, don't think, Jesus, Pat, you got him on a lugged anchor? No, this is, this is a guy out of Spokane by the name of Gary Selner, uh, under the name of Harry Gary Bicycles. It sounds funny, but this guy made beautiful work. I'm looking at it right now. It's on the, it's on the rack in the, here in the studio. I, I've got um, his and my road bikes on the rack in the studio. And, um, you know, just absolute gorgeous, gorgeous bike. And the funny thing is, because the kid's grown so freaking fast, he can now ride my bike. Uh, you know, yeah, I got the seat post down, and I got a shorter stem and things like that. So it's a little big. It's a little big. But uh, he can do it. And so he finally conquered that demon. I, if you've heard in earlier shows, he's he's riding his mountain bike and racing his mountain bike, and he liked that. It was probably that fear factor of going from that to a kind of a pack mentality. And uh, I got him out doing road races and we did a couple of the weeknight series and he did, he did pretty well. You know, he attacked and it was, you know, his dad's running up and down the course. I can like a complete idiot, not caring about my own race, you know, caring about his. And it, was, it was really cool. You know, it was, it was really, really, really cool. And we've been ri- doing a couple longer rides, nothing, nothing insane. You know, we've been doing probably, you know, I think we did like a 30 miler the other day and, you know, you can't put the kids out on to, death marches at that age and stuff like that. But I got to tell you, I almost bawled my eyes out after the first race. Okay. I'm going to share, share something with you here. Um, kid and I are watching TV before we go to bed and, uh, it, you know, it's, I'm, he, he looks at me right before he goes to bed and he, he says, dad, soccer and bike racing. That's all. It's all about soccer and bike racing. And I, um, I almost cried myself to sleep. You know, there I'm, I'm sharing with it. It was it, because he's soccer. Soccer is everything. When he's in soccer and bike racing, he included bike racing. I almost wanted to wake my wife up and go, ha! 
it isn't basketball. No, because she's a big basketball player. So um, it was it was cool, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, the week he was gone uh, um, earlier, a couple weeks ago, wife has to work. I'm a I'm a teacher in the summertime, so um, I did this huge endurance week trying to get ready for this Sunny's pedal thing. And um, over about the course of about five rides, I did over 10,000 feet of climbing. And if you've seen me, you know, as I said, I'm not a little guy. I'm not a little guy. Uh, 10,000 feet of climbing is a, a freaking lot for a guy like me, including a summit of Mount Spokane. Um, what I would consider one of the toughest climbs in our region, in our state. Um, it should be HC if it is not categorized. So I'm gonna have to look on Strava. I don't know if Strava, I don't really believe Strava, but, uh, it was, it was, it was brutal. Um, Chris Lucas, one of the Arrive pack filler guys went up to, went up to the summit with me. He jumped into the ride about half the way through and rode up to the summit and back down. He uh, he kind of danced around me a few times because he's a skinny little spitfuck, and he was able to go you know a lot faster up the climb than I was. Um, but ha- absolutely epic! It's uh, Pack Filler Instagram. There's a picture of he and I, of the two of us at the summit, and um, it was oh god, it was hard. But um, it was a good week, and so hopefully that'll you know help out with Sonny's with uh, Sonny's pedal. I did get. I did turn a year older last couple of weeks ago, and one of the great things to have along this ride was um, my mommy bought me a Garmin. I finally am up to speed. I'm not running my old Avocet two-button cycling computer. Boy, I just dated myself. Um, no, I've actually got that, this Garmin 510, Garmin Edge 510, and... Um, you know, they're not paying me shit, but I'm, I'll say it's it's nice. It's it's one of the better GPS-based computers I've ever had. It's got the heart rate strap. It uh, finds a satellite just right out of the gate. And um, it was cool. I mean, you can upload all that information really quickly and, and check it out. And then I, I'd like to think it's pretty damn accurate, especially when it comes to the calories I've consumed. I mean, not consumed, burned, <laughs> so I can consume them afterwards. It's like, sweet. I burned 3,000 calories today means I can eat 2,999 and still be good to go. Where's the beer? Um, but it's, it's a, it's pretty slick and you know, it's got like four different mounts so you can mount it on all your different bikes. You don't have to retabulate it, reformulate it every time you hop on a different bike. Um, no, I'm, I'm impressed. The last thing I need, however, is another rechargeable battery in my life. But, um, you know, so now I got to find another plug and another outlet, another USB adapter plug wall shit. So I'm, I, I, okay. The downside, I guess, is another rechargeable battery, but I guess probably the long-term watch batteries wouldn't power it enough. But, um, Garmin's, they're the, they're the Kings in terms of GPS. I just, I've had other products and they they did not work. I mean, I'd be sitting there with my my watch of another maker on and waiting and waiting and waiting and it would never find a satellite and, or it would just take forever and I'd say fuck it and I'd just start going, you know. So um nice. It's not cheap from what I understand. Um it was my birthday present, so I'm not going to uh, apparently I'm not supposed to know, but I know. It's it's you know, if you got the cash, it's 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 worth it to lay down. It's really cool to have all that training data there. Um, and it comes with the little, the little, um, cadence and speed indicator, even though you don't need them technically, but it's going to be nice when I get back indoors and doing the trainer road. Uh, so, so that's already there. So I can get the virtual power there and, and see how that goes. See how my FTP has improved. 
I don't think it has, but hopefully it will. So we'll see. Um, what else? Oh, I'm uh, finally, ladies and gentlemen, pause for effect. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The junior thing. I am finally now a certified coach. Um, I've been talking about coaching for years, and I have coached for years, but I never actually took the step to get certified with USA Cycling, mainly because I thought it was kind of silly, and I didn't know if I really needed to walk around and with my little card in my wallet and go, look. I'm a coach. Um, but now I decided to be mainly because number one, USA cycling for the time being, at least are our governing body. And you got to kind of, if you're going to help with anything, you should probably get involved. And instead of standing on the sidelines and bitching about it, I thought I'd probably get involved. I'm going to renew my, uh, officials license next year because I, I can't believe that there are races that aren't going off because they can't get enough officials and that just happened around here recently. I, I think it's silly how many officials they need, but um, so I'm gonna and I, I challenge anybody if in your local community if you have any complaints about the sport of cycling, um, get off your ass and license yourself as an official and show up for one race a year and and do it for free. Don't charge anybody. Oh, I need my gas money. Oh, I need, you know, lodging expenses. It's like, you know what? You would have traveled to this race anyway. Um, go to the race, officiate for the day, and you can have one more beer than your friends after the race because you've done a good thing and you're not exhausted and you don't have to race the next day. So do it. One race a year. Come on. One race a year. Do it. And so I just decided to put my money where my mouth is. And I took the online exam for level three coaching and it's, um, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty technical. I think it's one of those tests that, where they're thinking, Hey, let's make it super hard to weed out all the assholes. Um, and, and it might, I said it weeded me out for a long time, but I got in. Um, but it's, you know, I took the test to, and so level three official, uh, level three, uh, coach certification is now mine. And, and to continue on, if you know with with coaching, if you want to get to level two, you got to go to a little weekend clinic kind of a thing, and so I'm going to probably do that too. You know, get on to all the continuing education certifications and all those sorts of things. Um, 
but now I can do it. And I, I think one of my main reasons also was because um, I've been talking a lot about junior development teams and camps and clinics and stuff like that. And um, my, our little partner company here that we have, uh, 2G1DEvents.com. Well, it's 2G1D Events LLC. I guess I have to say that for tax and legality purposes. But it's 2G1D events.com. Um, you can check it out and that's where, that's where we're going to have the coaching and the team and the club and all that kind of stuff put up. And through the coaching, through USAC, USA cycling, you get insurance. Uh, so when, uh, when little Johnny accidentally tips over and scrapes his knee in a race, I don't lose my house or, or something like that. And, and that's always nice because cycling is, as we all know, an inherently dangerous sport and you got to have your ass covered. Um, and no insurance is perfect, but um, hopefully we're going to get there. And now, so now we're ready to do it. We're ready to actually go forward with this concept and this plan. We have the insurance. We have um, one junior, <laughs> my kid. But um, I'm putting together all the information. I'm going to have all that up on the website here shortly, not to, again, whore myself out. But... Um, we're going to do coaching. We're going to do clinics. We're going to do camps. We're going to do all that kind of stuff. So um, get ready. Uh, it's, it should be kind of fun. So um, there you are. I, am I all up to speed? Am I caught up? Because I do have the topic for the for the show actually here. Um, I received an email recently um, regarding a, a person wanting to buy a new bike. Good for you. Good for you. Follow the Velmanati rule. Amount of bikes in your house needs to be N plus one. N being the current amount of bikes in your house. Take it from me, I have 14. Um, yeah, I have 14. Um, but they all, they all serve their purposes. Some are actually just hanging on walls looking cool. Um, I, I, okay, so I, I, I'm going to paraphrase the email here, okay? Um, this is basically about supporting local bike shops versus um, affordability. Um, here it is. Uh, I mean, when do you go? When do you save the money shopping online, and when do you stay true to your local local bike shop? Local local bike shop. Local 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 bike shop. Um, for the, this this person gives me an example of the bikesdirect.com. I don't know if you've seen bikesdirect.com. It's been around for a while. It's kind of one of those sites where you log in and you're like. You f what? This, this has got to be too good to be true. Um, BikesDirect.com primarily sells uh, Motobacan. Motobacan was an old uh, manufacturer of bikes, God, in the 80s, I think, and before. Uh, made some pretty cool stuff um, back in the day. And I think Motobacan sold their name to somebody else who is now making bikes under that name. They're not really making the bikes. I'm going to be honest, but, um, this, this person talks about bikes on the website and I'm quoting here fully built with a great component group that top out around $2,500. And if you've been to the site, you're going to, what top? No. Um, yeah, you can, um, fully carbon tie frames, um, uh, full SRAM red or Dura Ace with wheels such as magic, Matt, magic, Mavic, uh, Chrysiriums, 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 really shitty name, Mavic. Um, you know, fully built bike with pretty damn high end componentry. I'm not going to lie to you. If you scroll through the site, you'll look at it and you go, whoa. And, um, 
they have tie frames, they have carbon frames, they have some aluminum things like that, and the prices. I mean, they're cross bikes, fully built cross bikes, for for under two grand. And uh, these carbon bikes, you know, I think the carbon bikes go up a little higher. They'll probably go up to probably in the three area. But that compare that to a you know a Trek, a high end Trek that's around eight grand. You know, yeah, you are you getting what you pay for? That's the question, and I think that's what this this uh, listener wants to know. Um, is it a good decision? Can this this person uh, look in their local bike shops and look them in the eye when they bring it in for a repair? <laughs> um, the question, I guess, is here: How do you support bikes on a budget? How, uh, bike shops on a budget. And there's other questions about asking me if I'm brown lo- brand lawyer, oh, lawyer loyal. Wow, Pat, Jesus. Are you brand loyal, and would you be okay racing on a bike with Motobacon written on the down tube? Um, okay, a lot of stuff to get through on that one. Uh, first of all, bikesrec.com, uh, Motobacon bikes. Um, for those of you wondering what the heck the background is to that, I did a little research. I looked. Um, frames actually major- majorly built by Kinsis. Um, Kinesis, if you've never heard of them, they've, they do that for a lot of companies. Not every bike frame manufacturer has their bikes built in house. They're not, um, you know, you're not going to walk into the shop and they're not going to be guys hovered over, uh, a, a, a welding kit, you know, brazing aluminum together. I don't know aluminum, you don't really braze, but, um, you know, you're going to have guys wrapping their own carbon fiber in the basement, things like that. Although that'd be pretty funny to look at, you know, just kind of like an old Capone kind of a movie, you know, freeze. Um, no. So Kinesis is one of those kind of companies that builds the frames for them. I don't know where Kinesis is based out of. Sounds like an American company, probably Taiwanese. Um, but you know, brands manufactured by Kinesis and this is online. So don't shoot me if I'm wrong. Diamondback, Felt, GT, Schwinn, Jameis, K2, K2 still around, uh, Raleigh, Trek, Cross and Kona all have probably some of their bikes and their frames built by this manufacturer, okay? Motobacon does the same thing. Bikes Direct does the same thing. They buy directly from Motobacon, sell it straight to you. There's no middleman. You're buying straight from the manufacturer, okay? That's where they're going to save some money. A local bike shop needs to pay for heat, rent, um, employees, employees, you know, all that kind of stuff, licensing, taxes, all those sorts of things. They got to do that. Um, that's your local bike shop. These guys are buying direct from the manufacturer. They ship it directly, more or less directly from the manufacturer to you. I don't, there's probably, there's probably a little bit in between, but not much. Hence, they're able to save a ton of money on their bikes. Is that a good deal? I don't know. <laughs> I've never ridden a motorbook uh, Chris, uh, has one, I think is a cross bike. He bought just to kind of get into it. Um, he says it works fine. He, he's, he's ridden it and it rides well. Um, the componentry, I mean, for 2,500 bucks, if you're talking a full SRAM red or Shimano Durace, not the DI2, I don't think for under three grand campers, that's many times the price of that whole component kit. Even if the frame was built out of freaking balsa wood. You could order the bike, keep the componentry, and put it on a different frame. That's a, that's a good deal. Can you sleep at night doing that? Are you the type of person who can sleep at night knowing that you're that mom and pop downtown are uh, 
are having a tough time keeping the lights on because you bought a motobacon. Is it that serious? I, no, I don't think so. But um, I think there's a fine line between saving money and helping out the local the local guy. Um, sometimes I would say to a person, get out on a bike, get out there and ride, do it, do it however you can. Um, and if that means buying a cheaper bike, just so you can get out and get involved in the sport of cycling, I would say do that. Um, is that meaning I'm screwing over my friends who own bike shops? I have friends who own bike shops in this community and I try to go to them as often as possible. You know, I buy my tires. I buy my, I, you know, I buy my replacement parts. I buy, um, my Garmin was bought here locally. Um, things like that. I'm going to buy pedals. I'm going to buy, um, saddles, stems, posts, bar tape, all those sorts of things. I do my own maintenance on my bikes. So I, you know, I don't need to necessarily frequent the shop as often as, as some guys do. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I think that's a decision you're going to have to make listener in terms of what you're willing to do. And I think wheeling a moto Bacan into a bike shop for a repair, I would do so with my held head held high because you're bringing it into them for a repair. You're giving them business. Would they have liked to have sold you one of the bikes off their floor? Yes. I think a true businessman and a true person who understands how to operate a business would welcome you into the door and do everything they can to make sure your, your, your bike's working as best as it can. So maybe next time you come in and you buy a bike from him. Uh, so, so there you go. In terms of brand loyal uh, loyalty. No, I'm not loyal to a brand. Um, I, I don't think I have two of the same bikes in this house. Um, does that say I'm not loyal to a bike shop? Yeah. I have a couple that I, I kind of go to and frequent to. Would I be okay racing with a bike with Moto Bacon written on the down tube? Shit, yeah. I don't care. Kid me, right now I got pink tires. My the sidewalls on my bikes are pink, uh, on my tires are pink because I went to my local bike shop and they had these tires, these Montrager tires on sale. You know, so tires for those of you who don't know on a road bike are not cheap. You know, I was looking, I was staring on the barrel of sixty bucks a tire, and uh, these pink sidewalls, kind of an off pink. It's kind of kind of rose. It's nice. It's friendly. It looks like I'm riding for somebody for breast cancer. Um, no, they're nice. And, you know, it's a good tire. And I got two tires for, for 60 bucks. I got 30 bucks a pop, you know, and I'm like, crap, I don't care what color they are. Do I care that I'm racing on a motobacon bike? Hell no. Get out there and race, man. You know, people make fun of you. Drop them. Um, you know, out sprint them. Doesn't matter what the frick you're on. Um, get out there and do it. So, um, no, I don't, I don't think that's a big deal. Um, but local bike shops, you know, I was in a shop recently and I was talking to the owner, a friend of mine. Um, he was voicing his frustration, constantly being badgered by customers wanting that special deal. You know, that everybody thinks they're, they're, they can walk into a shop and get some sort of a special cost plus 10% deal just because, you know, they, they did intervals this week. Um, and I can understand his pain. Um, quite a bit to the customer. Again, you know, yeah, I'm not as cheap as online, but I'm here. I'm my doors are open every day. Um, I'm I have a knowledgeable staff. I'm here to answer your questions. I'm here to get you through. I'm here to make sure everything happens. Do I have the best stock and helmets? No. 
do I have the best stock in clothing? Clothing and helmets, I don't know about the local bike shop for you, gang, but I, I, that's, that's sometimes where I draw a line. Um, I bought my most recent helmet um, online. I'm not going to lie. Just because I went around to several shops and I didn't really like what they had. Um, I don't want a, you know, a, a entry level zero with a visor on it, black, you know, I, or red, even worse. Jesus, my head's so freaking big. I'd look like a maraschino cherry rolling down the hill. But, um, so I, yeah, I buy, that's where, those are some of the things I buy online. My clothing, well, obviously I ride team clothing, but you know, I, you know, if I, if I need a pair of shorts, chances are I'm most of the line going to, most of the time going to go online because that's something that my, you walk into a local bike shop and they don't have a huge supplies of clothing. So those are some things that you can, I think you can play around with. Um, but I can understand his pain, man. You know, you got the, everybody wanting a special deal, you know, hey, asshole, go in there and, you know, pay for your tubes or, or do whatever you want. And, and I don't know, I, I feel for the guy because you want to make a living. You have to make a living. But you want to also be fair to the customer. But the customer sometimes has, you know, this is, cycling is not a cheap sport. And there are some folks out there who are trying to nickel and dime our bike shops to death. So, you know, I'm glad I'm not in the bike shop business. Um, what is it about it that makes your bike shop special? Why should you continually going there? I think it, when it comes down to it, it's, it's, you know, it's that service. It's that fitting. Fitting is important, folks. If you're, if you're going to buy a bike and you don't know about fitting, don't just guess at this shit. Don't just go online and f- type in some numbers on your inseam and I'll hope to God it's all going to go well. Because three days into your ride on your new motobacon, your hands are going to be numb and your crotch is going to feel like, it, like you're a eunuch, like it disappeared. You got to make sure that you have a good fit and that's where you're going to get a local bike shop. Don't be an asshole. Get a full fit from a local bike shop and then take that shit online. Because guess what? The fitting time is worth something. And they're probably not charging you to fit you. So put that into the cost of your bike. Pay a little bit more for a bike. Buy it from the local bike shop if you're at that point. Okay? I know I ride a 58 center to center frame, road frame. So, you know, I don't need that necessarily. I work on my own bikes. But if you don't work on your own bikes, support your local bike shop. Because you're not going to be able to send your bike online and have, you know, your hydraulic brakes taken care of which I suck at really don't want to go to hydraulic brakes. Mountain bikes are cool, but God, I don't know shit about that stuff. Um, repair, fitting service. You got to have those things. That's why you, that's why you got to keep, you know, don't, you don't have to buy everything at a local bike shop, but make sure you keep them happy. Um, and you, you can find one with a good staff. There's nothing worse than having some hipster downhiller guy try to tell me what kind of tires I need. And they didn't at this local shop. It was good. They were good. They were good. I'll say it. I'll say the name. Two Wheel Transit was the name of the store here in Spokane. Good guys. Um, live close to me, and they're they're knowledgeable staff and really friendly guys. They don't pay me a penny. Um, yeah, I fit myself, so I mean, I think that's that's somewhere where I can I can be okay. So, uh, local bike shops. Did I answer your question, sir? I hope so. Um, I don't know if I did, but there you go. Um, REI. Oh yeah. Somebody asked me, is RB, REI classified as a local bike shop? Who am I going to pick on a specific store? Am I a member of REI? Yes, I am a member of REI. Are they a local bike shop? I don't think so. That's like saying performance bike is a local bike shop just because they have one in your town. They are a chain. Is that like saying McDonald's is a mom and pop burger joint? No, it's not. Um, are there some good bikes in the store? Yeah. Yeah. My wife's on a Novara. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, I got her a Novara, which was basically built by Giant back in the day, and uh, it's full SRAM rival, or Revot, as Mark would say, uh, rival uh, kit, and uh, it's a good bike. So am I a hypocrite? Yeah, probably. It's a good deal. Uh, good bike um, at the time. You know, my wife is trying to get into it, and were we gonna, were we going to go out and buy a $10,000 frame? No, we weren't. We were going to buy what we could afford to get my wife out on the bike. So there you go. Um, so, yeah, do I shop at REI? Sure. Do I uh, feel good about it? Do I all warm-hearted when I walk out of the REI? No, not really. Do I feel bad? No, not really. But uh, do I feel better when I go to a local bike shop? Yeah, for some reason I do. Maybe it's my little shallow ego. I can, you know, pat myself on the back. You're such a good guy, Pat. Supporting all the guys. Um, but no bars are good. So um, I guess um, what do you do when somebody asks you about buying, where to go buy a bike? Um, I would honestly assess who they are, what level they're at. And even though it's hypocritical, I would encourage people to go to a local bike shop before they uh, before they go online. There you go. Um, and a lot of times the people who are asking you where to buy a bike are not necessarily the high-end athletes who are going out and piecing their own bike together with ex- vast experience and knowledge, knowing what they're looking for. I don't think I'm going to have a Cat 1 ride, a road rider uh, come up to me and ask me what I think of a new bike. He's not going to do it or she's not going to do it. Um, but I do have a lot of entry-level kids or people who are just kind of getting into the sport asking me where. And I would send them to a local shop first because, again, that service and that fitting is where you're going to be talking about. That's where it's the most important thing you could do. All right? There was my topic for the show. We don't have a rant because Mark's not here. It was Mark's turn to rant. I'm 49 minutes into this show, even with the time I had to take to adjust my mic stand and open the door. It's a lot cooler in here. Thank God. It's going to be in the 90s here all week. Uh, Sonny's pedal is going to be hot. Um, and, uh, speaking of Sonny's pedal, boys and girls, if you want to keep up with us and, uh, see what it's like, I am going to be doing, you know, some Vine, some, um, Instagrams, maybe even a couple audio booths. I introduced a couple weeks ago, the pack filler sprints, which are little short five minute segments of under five minute segments that I'm going to be doing. And what I'll try to do is I'll try to do those from along the way, Sonny's pedal. And maybe you can laugh at my misery because I know day two has quite a bit of climbing coming out of it. So, uh, We'll do that, and, and we'll be documenting that, and we'll have some stuff posted on the site after it's over. If you are at all interested in helping those folks out at Sonny's Pedal, uh, sonnyspedal.wix.com, Sonny's Pedal, no apostrophe in the website. Um, read through it. It's, it's a pretty cool organization, and you can look at the, the writer's page, and uh, you can laugh at my, my face, my ugly, sad, messed up. Uh, and we'll be documenting that. So um, for those of you interested in some more events coming up around our area, I know we have people from way outside of our area, but uh, I'm sure you can look at your own calendar for that. Uh, be sure and check out the Corps de Fondo. Uh, Fondo happening in Coeur d'Alene coming up in September. Mark and I are going to be announcing that one. Um, and for the last time, for the last freaking time, we're not brothers, okay? I have so many people coming up to us asking if, our bro- if we're brothers. I don't know if that's insulting one or two or the both of us, but uh, we're guys and um, we have different last names. None of us have married. and Well, we're both married, but none of us have taken our wife's name. And um, we're not the same guy. So, uh, so quit it. 
but we'll be there announcing. And if you have never met us before, come up and just guess the name. See if you can guess who we are. Uh, for those of you doing the three sports, tr- Grand Columbian uh, tries coming up in September. I'm going to be calling that one. And uh, that starts at, oh, Christ, we start announcing at about 6 a.m. And it finishes about 1 a.m. So I usually get a little rummy when the light starts to get a little low. So I start to get a little giddy and a little silly. So uh, by all means, come and and uh, laugh at my expense and um, get in a great event. Brutal. I mean, they do a, they do these super, super, super long distance. They have all kinds of distances of try at this event. But one of them is just, it's it's like an Iron Man and a half. It's just... Stupid if you ask me. But some of you people, they get a good group going out and doing it. So um, be sure and check out Grand Columbian. Uh, and that's C-O-L-U-M-B-I-N, not Colombia. Colombia. Uh, that's a, because of the Columbia River. It's Grand Coulee. Big dam outside of it. Cool. Funky town. In fact, we have to shut off, stop announcing every night right about 10 o'clock because they have the laser light that they show on the side of the dam and it's... It's cheesy, but it's cool. It's it's fun. So um, put that on your calendar. Corda Fondo, uh, friends of mine putting that one on. As I said, Mark and I are going to be announcing it. Um, C-O-E-U-R-D apostrophe F-O-N-D-O. Check that one out. They got all kinds of distances. I think from 17 miles up until a super long. Um, good good group, good organization. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful venue to have a bike ride if you're uh, so inclined. And I'm not getting paid to say this. So there we are. Um, that is the podcast for today. Today being, what the hell? Where's my calendar? I don't even know what day it is. You tell I'm a teacher in the summertime because I don't even know what day it is. No, it's Wednesday, August 7th. Um, we will be, I'm sure Mark's going to be in studio with me here next time. I will talk about Sonny's pedal. I, I'm going to be gone all next week. So be sure and come by the house and rob me. I can't believe I just said that. Um, no, I'm going to have people staying in the house, watching the dog, watching the puppy dog. Um, so, um, yeah, there we are. We will talk to you soon, boys and girls, um, get out there and ride and, uh, support your local bike shop. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.